Well, this morning, California Governor Gavin Newsom is set to appoint Emily's List President LaFonza Butler to fill the late Dianne Feinstein's Senate seat. Butler is sworn in. She will become the third black female senator in U.S. history and the first openly LGBTQ senator to represent the state of California. CNN's Kyung La joins us from Los Angeles. Now, Kyung, what has the reaction been? This happened very quickly and I think surprised some people. Uh, certainly. It took some Democrats here in California, it took them really aback. And if you think about it, though, and when they take a beat and they think about this choice, it does make sense politically. But Butler is not currently holding an elected position. She is somebody who is a formidable political figure, especially in the state of California. Nationally, she's known for leading Emily's List. But here in California, she is known as a very strong operative. She did lead as a senior advisor Kamala Harris's president presidential run in 2020, and she also led a labor union, the most powerful labor union in the state of California. So she is deeply regarded. She's also an ally of Governor Gavin Newsom. Now, her selection, as you point out, Phil, is uh, fulfilling a promise that Governor Newsom made that when Kamala Harris vacated her Senate seat to become Joe Biden's vice president, that he would appoint a black woman, and she will be the only black woman serving in the U.S. Senate. And she also does certainly embark on that historical journey, being the first open lesbian to serve in the Senate. But all of this, Phil, does scramble this election. The Senate seat is up for grabs next year. There are already three powerful California Democrats running, Adam Schiff, Katie Porter, as well as Barbara Lee. So whether or not LaFonza Butler decides to jump in and maintain and run as a candidate after holding this seat for a year, that is going to be the open question. I am told that there were no preconditions in her taking this uh, appointment. So uh, it's going to get very very crowded and very interesting, Phil. Yeah, not a caretaker. Uh, it's going to be fascinating. This is already a very intense race. Kyung La, thank you. You bet. Joining us now, former Democratic Congresswoman from California, longtime friend of the late Senator Dianne Feinstein, Jane Harmon. She was with Senator Feinstein the day before she passed away. This is a picture of the two of them. Congresswoman, it's nice to have you. Of course, we, we heard from you and your reflections you know, when we lost her on Friday, and we appreciate you being here with us this morning. I'm interested in what you think she would have made of this appointment to, to her seat for now. Well, I would never dare to speak for Diane, uh, who spoke <laughs> for enough. herself until the very end. As you know, I was with her just a few hours before she died, and she looked so healthy and vibrant. It's, it's such a huge loss, such a huge loss. This is a different kind of appointment than I think she would have expected, but I think uh, you know, she. The, I don't know if she, if she knows this woman or not. I don't. But she certainly knew of, and, and I'm assuming was supported by Emily's list over the years, as I was. Uh, it's a formidable uh, group supporting uh, women for Congress, and getting their endorsement was a huge deal. Uh, she probably knew this woman. The, the, the new news for me is no preconditions. I had thought he was planning to uh, um, uh, nominate a caretaker, but this does mix up the race, and there already is an African-American uh, woman in the race, Barbara Lee, uh, a former aide to Ron Dellums, whom I, I served with and uh, adored, uh, So, uh, and the other candidates, uh, Katie Porter and Adam Schiff, I think are formidable, too. Um, but my point is that this could mix up the race if she decides to stay in it. It also will give her more clout 
in the Senate, which she is not a caretaker, I suppose. Uh, the crucial thing is for Alex Padilla to help her uh, learn the ropes quickly and be a senator, not just a, a campaign person. And I assume he wants to do that. I've read some uh, very positive comments by him about her. Uh, I want to move on to Ukrainian foreign policy in a minute, but you said something interesting, that you don't think that this, this is the selection that Senator Feinstein would have expected. What do you mean by that? Well, I, I, you know, this woman is not exactly like Dianne Feinstein. I don't know that Dianne would have expected uh, who is like Dianne Feinstein. Let's go there. Nobody. Nobody would have the clout that she does. Uh, but I think there were other names floating around. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I don't want to speculate. I think I understand why Gavin Newsom did this. I want this woman to succeed. I don't know her, but she seems absolutely formidable. Yeah, yeah she, um, LaFonza Butler, not only served running Emily's List, but also um, was a union president in California. She worked with uh, now Vice President yeah. Kamala Harris's 2020 presidential campaign. She ran uh, public policy at Airbnb. So she's got a lot of unique, also private sector experience, ah, which yeah. I think is going to be interesting well, that's, in the Senate. Good point. Yeah. Can yeah, we move? I mean, I'm just learning about her. So uh, I, that's, she does have private sector experience. Good thing. Yeah. Also. Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, naming LaFonza Butler uh, to be the replacement, the interim replacement for Dianne Feinstein. Obviously, there is a very heated Democratic race going on. He didn't select any of the three members of Congress that are already running. Uh, what, what's your take now that this has been named? It was named quickly. It was, it was done quickly. It was, look, Gavin Newsom was playing California politics. And outside of, you know, San Francisco, not even the whole Bay Area, outside of San Francisco, this may not make sense. It seems, you know, like a... Well, it, it may seem like identity politics, you know, sort of uh, taken to an extreme. I mean, he really sort of announced in advance what the criteria would be, and those criteria didn't necessarily make a lot of sense in terms of, you know, getting uh, uh, one of the candidates over the finish line. He's, he's decided both that it was going to be a black woman who who's going to appoint, but that it wouldn't be anybody who was currently running, that it would be a caretaker position. And, you know, there's a lot of different ways to do your politics. That wasn't necessarily... The, the best way from a governance standpoint for his politics, again, his California politics, well, sure, you know, and he threw labor into boot, right? So LaFonza Butler is labor, a... Yeah. abortion. Absolutely. Right? I mean, the fact that she runs Emily's List, I'm not sure everyone knows what that is, but they work to elect Democrats who are, you know, who, who support abortion rights. So, so yeah. no, no, none of his progressive base in San Francisco could complain about that. It also sets him up nicely for the national run that we're all expecting from him at some point. Um, you know, that's that's what it is. Now, will this end up in the best senator uh, long term for California? We'll need another year to figure that out. Big political news last night. Governor Gavin Newsom announcing uh, in the wake of Dianne Feinstein's death that the interim replacement will be LaFonza Butler. Uh, what do you make of, one, how quick this decision was and the individual herself? Well, I do think Gavin Newsom had some time to think about this uh, because obviously the Senate, late senator's health challenges were well known. Um, I do think it's very interesting that he decided to go with somebody who potentially has a future in this seat because the conversation had been previously that it would be somebody who would essentially take care of it while the election played out. There are three other major candidates, Adam Schiff, uh, Katie Porter, and uh, Barbara Lee in particular is one who has a lot of support uh, from her fellow members of Congress, Newsom had promised he was going to pick a black woman for this seat. She's only the third black woman to ever serve uh, in the Senate. But I think there is a sense that she might run for the seat, that she has, you know, political 
uh, aspirations of her own for it. So um, we'll see. It could really upend the race here. If she decides she's going to step back, uh, then obviously that's not what would play out. But, you know, Lee has been trailing in some of the polling out in California, so I think it wasn't clear uh, that she would, would necessarily be the choice of the voters. But I do think there's some angry Democrats in Washington. They're, they're, they don't want to obviously say uh, bad things about this choice. They don't want to be saying uh, negative things about the person that is now going to be the senator. But I think there are some people who are disappointed that this was not uh, Barbara Lee. Casey Hunt, thanks for the analysis. See you soon.